1: Welcome to the University of Pleasure.
0: Where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation.
1: I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist.
0: And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. How we doing, Doc?
1: I'm alright. Yeah? I'm alright. Okay. Given- Given all things.
0: There is a lot going on out there right now. We hope everybody is safe. Hope everybody is staying safe and healthy because it is uh, difficult times right now. Welcome back to the University of Pleasure, everyone. As we always say, we hope you are safe and healthy in these difficult times, as we were saying there in the intros. And want to say thank you to everybody out there that is keeping us safe. So thank you to all of you. All right, Doc. Some really, really, really fun things to talk about today.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about some fun stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's not talk all the time about sad stuff because we have to find yeah. pleasure even in yeah. the difficult times.
1: Yes, it is important to talk about and acknowledge the- the sad stuff, but also good to find balance and talk about some fun stuff.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: What gets you through.
0: What gets you through it, and today is a good one. Here we go. First topic. The joy of sexting. Keeping it fun, classy, and consensual. Mm-mm-mm. I think one of the greatest things that has come to fruition with the advent of smartphones is sexting. So I would like to thank all of you smartphone makers out there because this has been a digital revolution in sexiness between people who are far apart. Would you agree, Doc?
1: I mean, I think it's certainly um, been an ad for lots of people. I think it's been complicated for others. But, yeah, I think sexting is a, definitely a new part of our sexual lives. And so it's good to talk about and think about and how to do it in uh, fun ways, but also ways that help people feel safe, secure, you know, don't freak people out too much about their protected information.
0: Yeah, that too. That's an important thing. Um, but one thing I have always found wild Is the immediate from dick pics just just, I mean, like guys just send them out like it's like nothing, like you know, like it's like, hey, nice to meet you on Tinder, here's my dong. So, would you say that that's not necessarily a consensual thing to do?
1: I mean, I, I mean, we can get much more, we will get much more into that, but I mean, I would say just like randomly sending somebody a picture of your dick without their consent, yeah, I would not. I would not call that consensual. And I probably wouldn't advise it because, you know, hey, it's much more fun for you if someone says they want to see your dick.
0: See that? See that, guys out there that are sending dick pics? You heard it from the doc. Don't do it just like that. Wait until somebody uh, requests it or something. Anyway, I'm sure I'm getting off topic here. But it's something that I always am thinking about when, like, female friends of mine or gay male friends of mine are like, man, he just uh, unsolicited all the time. And I'm like, yeah. And the other thing is, does that really work? I mean, is that a thing? I mean, I look at that, and I think we've talked about it in other episodes. Where where is it that, you know, people are like, that works. Like, that's a thing that, like, hey, nice to meet you, my dong. Clearly, I just feel like that doesn't get you where you want to be.
1: I mean, it might, but I think it really depends on the forum that you're in, right? Like, if you're already in a forum, let's say, like, a chat room or on, like, a site that is like maybe much more a specific hookup site, right. Where that's like sort of almost a uh, consent in like in your there. And because you know that you're going to be engaging in that type of more explicit quick rate sort of sexual dialogue and sexual imaging with other people, then, okay, that's something right. Like, because you're, you're all showing up to the same space to do that. So there's a level of consent to that, but in the broader world, I would say that just randomly, and I would say not just dick pics. I think, honestly, anybody just shooting off pictures of their bodies and things that other people didn't, regardless of gender, right? Like just shooting off pictures of their bodies that other people weren't ready for, not requesting. Like, I don't think that that often has the outcomes that people are hoping it might.
0: Right? Thank you for clarifying, it's, Doc. I appreciate it's abrupt. it. It's a little abrupt. <laughs>
1: it can be experienced as abrupt but we okay. can talk much more about how to do these things in a way that is a lot more fun
0: excellent and, which i love great segue let's talk about some of the joys of sexing because i find it to be joyful yeah
1: well first I've, it's probably good just to make sure i mean cuz i don't like to assume right that people well, when i say you know
0: sex, what mama they... always says about assuming
1: <laughs> i do <laughs> and uh... <laughs> i do jeremiah as do many others um and what you know, I think it's good to get on the same page about like what we mean when we say sexting. So what I'm referring to is really any verbal or image oriented sexual behaviors via tech with another person. Right. Mm-hmm. So sexting might just be verbal. It might be imagery, um, but that you're doing it, whether it's on your phone or maybe in some type of application and obviously with another person. I mean, I guess you could engage in masturbatory sexting, but that would be a, just a much longer, you're like sending yourself <laughs> <laughs> like sending yourself sexy pics. Hey, sexy I'm not against pictures. that I'm like, not against that. It it might be a great way to enjoy yourself. But that hey, is not what today's topic is. It's about between you and other people.
0: All right. So how do we keep it fun and classy?
1: Well, I think it's maybe helpful first to talk about like maybe why some people will do it and like why sexed, right? And maybe why some people don't. I mean, people often enjoy sexing, right? It's become a much more common behavior. Like when we think of like sort of the the advent of the internet, right. And, um, the advent of smartphones, like you, you know, <laughs> I, I just watched the movie, of uh, what is it? You've got mail. Yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I needed, I needed just like a really like benign, easy, relaxing kind of movie. Anyway. Um, it was really funny because, uh, that movie, right. Like the tech is, you know, I think it's like mid nineties, right. So it's sort of the advent of the internet, but it was like, just really hilarious and it's always hilarious when i watch that movie about like how stigmatized it is you know that they're chatting online with somebody right that you're that you're meeting people online right right and so right so much has shifted right in the last decade around like not only are people engaging you know dating wise or sexually online but it actually has become one of the more common sort of ways to engage, if not, especially around dating, the way to meet people. Um, Anyways, it was just something that kind of stands out to me. But with the advent of that, right, like it kind of came on fast and furious. Right. And so I don't know that some of us had time to be like, oh, okay, this is how we're doing it now. Right,, okay. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because you know,
0: listen, it was like back in the day, you know, you would meet somebody at a bar or you know, and you know, maybe maybe you would have like phone sex or something, which was like, oh, but nowadays, like you can have full-on like sexual relationships with somebody just via text photos, right, you know, it's crazy, right in the in a great yeah, way, by a- the way.
1: Right. And, and some people really enjoy sexing a lot. And some people maybe haven't really engaged in it, maybe because they're not interested, which is completely fine.
0: I put my hand maybe... up in the air, even though you can't see it. But I put my hand up in the air because I was like, mm, I enjoy it. I'm one of those. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Doc. <Yeah. Still laughs> <you> Doc. <duck. laughs> um, uh, thank you, Jeremiah. Uh, but some people really you know, enjoy it. Some people really haven't engaged in it, you know, maybe because they're not interested, which is always completely fine, but some people avoid it. And and this is things that, these are things that people often talk to me about it because they either don't feel confident in their abilities to do it, right? Because it's sort of like almost, um, you know, last, uh, one of the last episodes we were talking about dirty talk, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, this is like sort of an advanced version, right? Because now it's there digitally and you can't shove it back in your mouth or pretend you didn't say it, right? Right. Like it's not in the world. (laughs) Right. Just because they're not maybe as confident about their abilities around it or because of safety reasons. Right. Because once your data is out there, right, it's out there and people can do with it what they want. To That's a certain sure degree. Too. Sure, and so sure. we're going to talk today a little bit about maybe things to think about and ways to feel a little bit more protected. So I think that whenever I talk with people about sexting, when there's hesitancy or when there's struggles, it's about either competency or about how can I do this in a way that feels both safe to myself and other people? And it's like respecting this idea of consent, right? Because, um, you know, consent can be tricky when you're not getting other type of visual information like body cues and facial expressions, right? Sure. Like these are sure. all really important forms of communication. And when you're sexting, that's not necessarily something you're always going to get. So that would be sort of the overview that is my thesis about what talking about today. You can tell I've done graduate school first. Is, first and first then is my introduction. Right. And now let us get into the topics. OK, um, so I can. I kind of want to start around, like, why sex? Right. Like, what is the usefulness of this as a sexual behavior? Like, why engage in it? Well, I mean, I think the, the simplest reason is that it can be hot right yep. it can be really fun
0: can be i super, mean you you were sexy hands. and fun and i dig it i dig yeah.
1: it yeah why right i love that you're just like enthusiastically saying that you like it but why why do you like it
0: well there's several reasons i mean for me um it it's it's a very uh, fun way to get to know a partner uh, sexually and kind of gauge you know, a certain type of playfulness and that sort of thing. And it also builds an incredible amount of anticipation uh, to when you, you know, finally can start being sexual in person, you know, and it's a really fun way to not only, like I said, build anticipation, but also just become, you know, a little bit more on the same page about what somebody's likes and dislikes are. I think there's a lot of things in sexting that are really great. And also... If, you know, you're away or apart from a partner to have the ability to send each other pictures and turn each other on, catch each other off guard in a good way and, you know, letting people know you're thinking about them in a sexual way. I mean, there's just to me, there's a lot of positives. Now, however, I do understand what you're talking about, about consent and all of those things. And we were talking about guys just sending unsolicited dick pics. But, you know, they're really, you know, for partners, for um, people who are looking to become sexual together, it's a really great way to get to know one another and feel each other out. So when you finally get to be in the same room and be sexual together, that, you know, you have a kind of a good understanding as to what things uh, someone may like and not like. So I think there's a lot, of, a lot of things that I like about it, Doc. A lot of things.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. That was a very thorough answer. Much more Much more thorough than I was anticipating when I asked the question. <laughs>
0: oh, ye of little faith,
1: <laughs> more more uh, ye of timing and <laughs> how long is it going to take him to answer this <laughs> Podcast you know me so great. well great jeremiah covered it all um no <laughs> Uh, I do think that you said some important things in there, but if I may, I would Thank clarify you. some of those. Please right? clarify. Like, I think that you're absolutely right. It's a different way to engage uh, sexually, and there's something kind of fun and unique, and variety can really enhance people's sexual lives and sexual satisfaction, right? So it creates some variety and experience. And as you said, there's also a logistical piece to it, right? It's a really great way to engage with somebody in a sexual or flirtatious way when. You know, you can't be in the same space, whether that's an established partner or somebody like you're just starting to meet like hashtag COVID starting to date. You know, people are trying to date in COVID and they're trying to be really careful about who they meet. And so, you know, there's lots of different reasons that just logistically it can be sort of a a helpful thing to have in the old toolbox.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um,
1: But I think one of the things that I think is really useful about sexting is that you kind of started to indicate this. Um, in your
0: soliloquy, is nice. that <laughs> you asked me, I did, and I gave a genuine answer. You
1: did, and I loved your genuine answer, and then it you know, it continued <laughs> 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 for, for a while. Fine,
0: so <laughs> it's a little long winded.
1: People pauses to like absorb the the just magical things you're saying. Magic, Jeremy, it I'm is saying. magic.
0: It is magic. And thank you for right. acknowledging my magic. Right. W-
1: one of the things that you mentioned was that it's a good way to maybe, um, to kind of build towards a sexual experience, right? Like I think that one of the things that it's really helpful with, and in certain ways, this can be like maybe a newer partner that you're getting to know, and maybe you haven't been sexual in person, or you have, but in limited ways, right? Or an established partner. I think it can run sort of either direction. No, totally.
0: I think it works but, for both.
1: Right. And and you're building towards something that's in person. But And I think, I don't know that I've said this in a podcast before, but it's probably important because it's really, I have a strong philosophical position on it, right? Like, I don't think of sex as one experience, Right but an energy that kind of ebbs and flows between people, right? Like you're always building toward the next experience. So the easiest way to say it is sex is not a a circuit or sex is a circuit, right? Not a switch that is turned on and off, right? Oftentimes we're like, Oh, we're being physical with someone. So we're having sex. Right. Um, I would say, no, sex is something that's always building and it's always building between two people. Right. And thinking about it like that circuit. Right. Versus like, oh, well, if we're not having sex, then sex has ceased.
0: Right. 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 Right.
1: Yeah. So it's about building that energy. Um, the other reason, just logistically, these are some like more logistical reasons that I think sexing can be great. It allows people to like plan or
0: strategy. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think bit. about that. Yeah. Planning, planning and strategy. Yeah, Yeah,
1: strategize. Right. It also allows people to play around with fantasies that they may not be ready to engage in in person or frankly may never want to engage in in person. Right. It's a really safe way. Like you have distance. You can kind of feel physically safe and be like, hey, you know, I want to talk about some fantasy that if we were to really play that out or even if I were to do that in person might feel unsafe. But this distance allows me a little bit more of a sense of freedom to kind of really go for it with you here. Um, some of the other things that I think make it great uh it really it can allow for sexual engagement at times that would otherwise be inappropriate right
0: Oh <laughs> yeah So like
1: so like I don't think you should be probably doing things at while you're at work, like, you know, probably shouldn't be masturbating or doing things like that at right, work, right. right?
0: Yeah like I mean a, that, that it might be looked down upon uh, in right, your it's cubicle. Not, it's
1: not good if people were still going to work boundaries and would make others feel uncomfortable, right? But that doesn't mean that, you know, you go to the bathroom and send maybe your partner a quick, sexy text, right? Mm-hmm. that's that's sexting. you know, It doesn't need to be it can be some long experience or it can be something quick and flirtatious, right? That, again, continues to enhance that sort of sexual energy that's built between two people or three really depends on you know maybe a point chapter.
0: hey could have a um, round robin group text thread of sexting i'm putting right. that in my and notes it, for later
1: think <laughs> essentially it just can create a lot of playfulness and excitement in unexpected ways right I agree. like It's something to get, like, uh, especially if you're maybe in an established partnership or you've been in that for a long time, just to get, like, a hot text. You know, maybe you're at, like, a dinner party with friends and you sneak a peek at your phone and your partner sent you something kind of hot. It's like, oh, that's exciting. Hey, I'm going to be coming Uh,
0: home to you later.
1: Right. And that's a really great way to sustain sort of this positive sexual energy between you and your partner. And honestly, it's a really physically safe way to have sex. I mean... (laughs) Uh it's, sex, it's I didn't even more, think about
0: that. Yeah, you're talking yeah. It it, it doesn't get much, much safer. <laughs> it's
1: much more effective than a condom. Yes, right? it is. So if you're worried about STIs or pregnancy or things like that, like this is a very physically safe way to be sexual, especially if you're getting to know a new partner, right? And now for some people it might kind of go the opposite way. They might need to get to know someone in person first before they feel comfortable sexting. Everybody's different. So these are just suggestions, right, to think about, you know, yourself and what may or may what may or may or not be appealing about it to you. Um. So those are all the things, and there's probably more that I'm forgetting, but things that I think kind of can make it great or can make it a very useful tool to have in your toolbox. But there are also some risks, so we should talk about those. Of course
0: there are. Of course, privacy issues, you know, Um, other issues that I'm sure you'll explain that I can't think of because I want to keep my thoughts short.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jeremiah, I would not be this podcast if you did not go on soliloquies about your thoughts. So you just be you. Also, then I can't make fun of you about them. And that would be very sad for me. Very true.
0: Very true. So let's talk about some um, risks. Give it to us.
1: So there are risks, right? I mean, obviously you are giving people your data. And potentially very personal data that you might like to protect. Right. And you can't really guarantee always what is going to happen with that data. Right. Or how the relationship, you know, whether it's more casual, uh, new or established, you can't always predict what somebody might do with that information. Right. And and yeah. especially if yeah. you're doing it like um you know, we can talk a little bit like there's things like Snapchat where maybe it's not quite as permanent. But if you're, you know, doing it in a texting string with somebody, right, and sending people pictures that they can download to their devices, well, you know, now they have your information. And, you know, for a lot of people, that's a really scary thing. And and to be fair, I think it's a fair thing to be thoughtful about, right? That no, you're absolutely. Listen, to other people.
0: you know, I tell people all the time, especially when it comes to like uh, when people have asked me about like sending nude pics, that sort of thing, you know. I always try to tell people, like, don't put your face in it if you're concerned, uh, you know, like things like that might be able to help a little bit, but you're still putting yourself out there. So you can you, you still have to, you know, put thought into so like if you're taking a sexy selfie, probably if you're worried about that, a good rule of thumb is to not have your face shown. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, and we can talk about more kind of specific ways to feel safe, but yeah, like I think um, not having your face in pictures is definitely one that I would say, you know, if you're nervous about stuff, but you still want to send a pic, that's like a, one of the simpler ways to be like, okay, right. Just make sure you don't have some super, super identifying tattoo or body markings. (laughs) Yeah. Could Uh,
0: only be
1: unique to you if that's one of your concerns, right. Is about (laughs) preserving some anonymity. Um, But we'll, we can talk more about like sort of some Okay world uh
0: so if you see anybody with a green shoulder tattoo and anything on his back that has the Iron Giant on it, it's not me. Okay. So I just want to put that out there. Uh that's definitely a hundred percent not me. Yeah. Okay. Continue.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think I think the public might be smarter than you're giving them credit for. Uh, Okay. Um so I think obviously the other main risk here is around consent. And, you know, we, especially with the Me Too movement and everything, we've been having more and more conversations about consent. And I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but the more conversations we have about consent, right, the more, and which I think is good. I think it's a good thing that we're talking about it, but cons- consent is a very complex kind of thing, right? I would totally
0: agree. Absolutely. And,
1: um, you know, uh, consent in person is tricky, right? And we're often having these dialogues about consent in, in sexual interactions that occur in person, right? And you're getting more information in person, right? Like you are getting that facial expression, the body cues, the energy in the room. And consent becomes much trickier when you start talking about something. I mean, it's already tricky in person. And now it becomes much trickier in something like sexting because you're taking away a lot of those other types and forms of communication that people can read. Right. So the risks of this, um, whether it's initiating it Right. Initiating sexting or like being on the end. Right. Is this idea that sometimes it's really hard to know how to navigate um, this aspect of consent and making sure that people really feel comfortable and um, consenting to what it is that they're doing.
0: Okay, so what could you then recommend uh, to help it maybe feel a little bit safer?
1: it's so individualized, right? Because there are lots of different things that make every individual person feel safe. So I'm going to talk about some general stuff, but as always, I'm going to say, some of this might work for you. Some of it might not. Use your own best judgment. You know right. yourself better than I could ever know you, right? So um, one of the first things that I, I would say is that if you're going to do this, accept that there is some risk. And what I mean that is around more this idea of information and your data, right? Like accept that you can't make guarantees, right? You can have someone on the other line saying like, for sure, I'd never share this. Right. But you know, and that person might really genuinely mean that in the moment, but sometimes people change their minds. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) people are, when people are upset or they're angry, they might do different things. Now I'm not saying that that's okay. Right. And I'll talk a little bit more about like, if you have other people's data, things to think about. Right. But you know, regardless of how the other person might behave, whether it's appropriate or inappropriately, if you're going to engage in this kind of stuff, you always have to accept it's kind of it's it's about it's the same as being sexual in any kind of way. Right. There's always right. some level of risk. Right? Always even risk.
0: If, exactly. You have to accept you, some sort of risk. I mean, if you're going to be physically right. sexual or you're going on a date, there's always yep. there's risk in everything we do.
1: Right. There's always some level of risk and there's certainly risk in this. Right. If you're putting pictures out there with people that you don't really know, especially, I would say probably the better you know someone, the more you can maybe gauge a sense of their patterns of behavior. But if you're doing this, especially with somebody that you don't really know at all, you know, that's going to probably be a higher level of risk than somebody that you do know fairly well. So if you're worried about it, right, and you're a little bit more risk averse, right? Some people just don't give a shit. They're like, well, you know, if those pictures of me are discovered, fuck off. Like, it's my I mean, life. I, I
0: actually, be honest with you, I'm one of those because I'm like, yeah. Like, if, you know, when there's like all these scandals, like, ooh, somebody was sending pictures. Now, you know, if it's a consensual relationship, you know, that I'm having with somebody and, and those pictures somehow came out because I was, I don't know, running for mayor, <laughs> you know, and they were like, God help us all. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd be lucky if I was your mayor, Doc. <laughs> but Do like, if I was, if it's something like that was coming out in public, right? You know, I've always said, like, just own it. Like, yeah, no, uh, it was a consensual relationship. And we shared in these pictures, and that's what it was. Like, yeah, no, I did that. I'm not going to be yeah, like, and I'm going mean, to launch an honestly, investigation to see if it's my wiener. Like, <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> What a what a terrifying investigation that would be. And <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm kidding. I'm so sorry. I didn't come mean on. any of that. But <laughs> Come on. It's just, it was just such a beautiful setup. Um. Anyway. Uh,
0: Couldn't resist. I understand. Yeah. And and I do,
1: if I may, like if something like that happens, by the way, I agree with you, Jeremiah wholeheartedly, like you have nothing to apologize. If you're an adult in a consensual relationship with somebody else and someone tries to use stuff like that against you or put it in a way like, Hey, that's a problem. And you know, their behaviors are very problematic, but also like that's not something that you have to apologize for. I mean, I know that there was you a few years back, like a number of like kind of Hollywood actresses where someone had broken into like their clouds and taken pictures of them without their consent. I mean, that's incredibly problematic in a variety of ways. But what I really liked about, I think Jennifer Lawrence is one of them, if I'm not mistaken, that was sort of like initially was like kind of apologetic and then was sort of like, wait a minute, one second. (laughs) I'm like, this was my data. It was my private information. Somebody took it and put it out there without my consent. I'm not apologizing. And I was like, and I was like, good good yes yep you should not apologize for that
0: agreed um and by the way if uh, jennifer lawrence would like to come on uh, the uh, university of pleasure and have a conversation with us about any of these things or her movies or anything in general yeah. uh please love just love to uh, have her she seems me.
1: like a delightful person yeah um but but i do like the way that People in those scenarios, some some people really feel like now they have something to be ashamed of. Yeah, and, and I would that, they really shouldn't, say, and
0: really, and and really they shouldn't. I'm very, very passionate about that. You know, what happens in, in your own private uh, lives, you know, if you're consenting adults, it it does not. It, you should never apologize for what you enjoy or sexting or anything like that, as long as it is a consensual, respectful relationship between two grown people. Period. Four for Jeremiah for mayor.
1: At your own at your own risk. (laughs) Um, But I do think, right, if you're more nervous about that, right, if you maybe you're engaging with somebody that you don't know very well, or maybe you're just a person that's just, like I said, more risk adverse, then. Maybe engage something more like on a on an app like Snapchat, right, where the things are a little bit more temporary because they go away. Right. And now I'm sure like I'm not super tech savvy, but I've been made aware that there, you know, if someone else in the other line is super tech savvy, they can probably still find a way to save your images or things like that. But it's going to be a lot more work than, you know, you just texting somebody a picture of you nude, right? Yeah, or yeah. your dick pic or whatever it might be. Because again, I want to be really clear, like this is like across gender, across sexual orientations, right? Like it does not matter what your gender orientation is, any of your demographics, all of us can get hurt and have our information used against us in ways Agreed. that we yep. weren't anticipating. Um, and all of us can have our consent Uh, Not listened to and not paid attention to and so I just want to be really really clear that this is this is more of a global issue than anything around a specific party or gender Um, But I also think that it's also good to be thoughtful and mindful about the people you're engaging right with try to read cues from other people if you're starting to engage with someone new and they're being kind of just pushy and intense that's a really good cue that this person might not have very good boundaries, right? Like if you said, "Ah, I'm not really comfortable with that. And then they keep being like, ah, come on, why not? Right. And like giving you a lot of grief about it. I'm going to say right now that that's a red flag that this person maybe doesn't have generally good boundaries. So you might want to be extra cautious, you know, if you continue to engage with someone like that.
0: And when we come back, the doc is going to continue to give advice on consent and more insight into sexting when we come back. And we're back, folks. So, Doc, you were saying to be extra cautious about folks that are being really, really pushy and, you know, even when you're kind of pushed back on the sexting that they might be trying to engage with you in. So keep us rolling here. Let's get a little bit more information about
1: that. I mean, I think if I may say, if someone's being really pushy with you, my bias would probably be like, also just consider if you want to engage with them at all. all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Period.
1: At all. Um, and I mean, and sometimes people might be a little nervous or something like that. So I'm not saying don't give people a, a chance. Right. But if someone, if you're saying no to somebody about something or saying you're not comfortable and they keep pushing on it, to me, that's a problem. That's a, that's more of a global statement. There you go. Um, but Jeremiah, you also said just around the, some of the safety stuff. I do think that if you're nervous about stuff, don't put your face in photos, right? Like, uh, or really strongly identifying features, you know, that is a way to maybe feel a little protected also. Sexy pictures can also just be suggestive. They don't need to actually show specific nudity, genitals, specific body parts. Like there are ways to take pictures that are subtly suggestive, right? Like where you're taking more like a silhouette or, you know, like you're kind of, uh, (laughs) I had a friend once who said. I just love a, a, fo- a, a photo of just a nice side
0: boob, right? Hey, there like, you go. Hey, nothing wrong with a nice side boob. You know what boob.
1: I mean? Like something that's a little bit more suggestive, like that's hot, right? Like it leaves things up to the imagination, but it also builds arousal and eroticism. Sexting doesn't mean that it has to be uh, overtly sexual or it can still be PG-13, right? Because sexual that's still sexual, right? Like it doesn't need to be full on R, X-rated imagery or even language for that, Matt.
0: No, I totally agree with that. Absolutely.
1: So I think if you're wanting, though, to engage someone in sexting, right, and you're also trying to be thoughtful about doing it in a more consensual and conscientious way, I always recommend start slow, right? Don't go from weather to genitals.
0: (laughs) That is definitely a T-shirt. Don't go from weather to gen. How's the weather to genitals?
1: (laughs) Right, like so good. It can feel so abrupt, right? Especially with like somebody new, or even frankly with an established partner. If you're like talking about, let's say it's an established partner, and you're talking about like groceries, and then all of a sudden it's like picture of my breasts. Right. And maybe that's invited. Maybe it's not right. It completely depends on in an established relationship. It's probably a little bit easier to know the rules uh, to a certain degree, although I think it's always good to check in about them, even in an established relationship. But in a new relationship, right, if you go from um, just being like, oh, so what kind of sports do you play? Oh, I'm interested in soccer to like, all right, here's a super explicit sexual picture of me. Right. Like that's going to feel might be a little crazy. jarring. Yeah. Jarring and abrupt. And I'm yeah. not saying for every single person, but for a fair number of people. Sure. So if you're trying to engage somebody, start slowly, right? Use flirtatious language and flirtatious on more of a PG 13 level, right? Uh-huh. And gauge those reactions. My bias around consent is always that there is no harm in asking someone directly, right? So a direct way to ask would be, hey, would you feel comfortable if I sent you some sexy pictures, right? Yeah. Like, or would you feel comfortable if we traded some photos back and forth? And, you know, me, I would probably be, encourage people to be even, you know, you can be a little bit like, and, you know, full warning, they might include nudity. Do you feel okay with that?
0: I kind of love that. I kind of love that though. Like, that's, I mean, the funny thing is, like, you don't, when it comes to sexing, you don't really think about that often. Like, putting out, like, you know, just, hey, would you be comfortable with that? And then saying, hey, possibly might be nude pictures in there. I think that's brilliant. You're brilliant. I mean, I know that's something that we, like, my brain is like, well, yeah, of course, we should do (laughs) that. But then at the same point in time, like, wait wait, wait a minute, haven't I? Why haven't I ever thought about that that way? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes the simplest stuff is very far away from us, right? There you go. Um, we just overcomplicate things. but And I think you can be playful with that. Like, how would you feel? Like, would you feel comfortable if I sent you some sexy pics? Warning, right? We got plenty of, plenty of emojis, right? To be like, warning, it might include nudity. And I also sometimes think it can be helpful to even just throw in a little, and for real, totally okay if you don't. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. You know, just to like let somebody know, hey, if that's not what you're digging, that is also fine too. Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would mm-hmm. say that this is my other sort of piece around that. Don't be an asshole. All right? Yeah, just don't so, be a dick
0: about it. Don't be an asshole. So Come on. If
1: somebody sounds hesitant, and I know it's not a clinical term. but
0: I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's very clinical. But,
1: <laughs> but if someone sounds hesitant or says no, don't try to convince them. Just be honest that you're interested and that is something you'd maybe eventually like to engage in, but make it clear that there's no rush, right? And there's no obligation to that to continue to talk to you. Now, if you were really just in it for the sexting, I'd still be honest and say, okay, well, that's kind of what I was hoping. Like, let's say it's more of a casual kind of thing, right? Maybe you, maybe it's like a Tinder sort of thing. And that's really what you were looking for. And this person seems hesitant. Don't try to talk them into it. (laughs) say, okay, well, that is what I'm interested in and let them respond however they choose to, right? And then if they're saying, yeah, well, I'm not, say, okay, well, it was really nice to meet you. I'm going to be honest. That's not really what I was looking. I wasn't looking for anything beyond that. And I've had some just people I know personally who said that like, that is how someone has engaged I mean, like, oh, well, this is kind of. I was interested in sexually chatting, and I'm not really interested in meeting your person, or I'm not really interested in doing anything beyond that. Sure. And they were like, I just appreciated it. I appreciated that they didn't waste my time. That's right. Absolutely.
0: Right? Just being upfront, you and, know, even like when we're talking in past episodes about, you know, our social contracts and, you know, talking about, hey, you know, I'm just looking for, you know, like on our last episode, friends with benefits, right? You know, like, being just very clear, you're not wasting people's time. And, and I think you'll find that more people will react better if you're just upfront and honest and you know, giving exactly what it is that you're looking for in that moment. And if they don't, don't be a dick about it. But hey, thank you very much. That's what I was into at that moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like if, if somebody is not interested in that, letting you be okay. Trying to persuade someone into a sexual activity, no matter what it is that they have expressed that they are uninterested in, or don't feel ready for, or feel uncomfortable with, that is not consent. And I wanna be super clear about that. There you go. You persuading, and this is not just sexing, cause this is a place where people find themselves in a lot of trouble. Trying to convince someone to do something you want to do that they have made clear that they do not feel comfortable with, or are clearly very hesitant with, that is not good consent. Consent is saying, hey, Yeah, I do feel open to that. Or someone saying, I think I need more time. And then you giving them that time. That's right. And that space. Pushiness and convincing, those are all very problematic behaviors when we start to talk about consent. So I just like to say that because consent's a tricky topic and it's definitely talked about a lot.
0: I think it's important. Uh, I think it's important for the clarification. So I'm glad that you put it out there because that's really a thing, you know, you're trying to push somebody to do something. That's not consent. They're saying no. So you you ask like once. Yeah, I'm not into it. Okay? And that should be and, the end of it. And, and you know, even, I think all of us, you know, that's something you learn uh or you know the, the parents should be teaching their kids. Parents should be teaching their children, you know. Uh
1: we could, we'll have another, I have lots of feelings about sex education. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we will, so you, that is not a rabbit hole you want to pull me down into. Um, you got it. You got it. We've
0: only got a limited time here today. We have
1: Doc. limited time today. Um, But I, I would also say, even if it's not, and, and just to be clear, and again, I know I'm kind of beating this, but it's important, I believe that sometimes it's not even just a no. If someone appears hesitant or they're not like they appear uncomfortable, just because you didn't hear an explicit no doesn't mean that then it's okay to just keep pushing. Right. 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 Um, so I just want to be super clear on that. But the other thing that I would say around some of this stuff, if we're talking about consent, right. Is if you're engaging with somebody and they've given you some of their data, right? Like sexy conversation, sexy pictures, explicit conversation, explicit pictures, like, Just because it's on your phone or your device doesn't mean it's yours. Oh, yeah. It is not not yours to share without their permission.
0: Good call. Good call, Doc.
1: I don't care that it's on your phone. (laughs) It's still their private information that they were gracious enough to share with you and engage with you in. And so if you start-
0: I'm sorry to interrupt, Doc. I just got to be honest with you. Like hearing you say this is utterly brilliant. Like I feel that like people are, like our listeners are sitting there right now just like clapping like, yes, yes, yes.
1: (laughs) A slow clap in their living room. Yes, because
0: (laughs) this is, truthfully, and it, it really- fired me up listening to you be fired up about it because it's so true. And I had never even genuinely thought of it that way. It does not belong to you just because it is on your phone. And that is, I mean, you're always so brilliant, but you know, that, that, that was just very, very powerful. And I think universally across the board to all of our listeners, I think there was a lot of, a lot of slow claps like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Doc. That is so true. Because, right. you know, just be, somebody was trusting enough to give you that information, entrusting you with that information. You do not have that just because they did that, they did not give you the permission to go and, like, be like, hey, everybody, look at the picture so and so sent me. Like, that is wrong. That is wrong. And, wow, I'm sorry, Doc. I just was, mm. I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the I feel stuff. Very and did you hear by,
1: about this as well? Yeah. My, and could you my, hear how that
0: she's fired up, listeners? I'm
1: fired up and i and I also just think, like growing up, my dad used to always say to me, "Have integrity." right? There you go. And that word integrity means something, right? And I think integrity is like, even though it would be fun, Right. To maybe be like, look at how hot this person is or look at look at what I get to, you know, brag a little. Right. Look at what I got to see or look what I did with somebody. And I get I do get the impulse to do that because it's fun to share. Right. Sure. And it's fun to be like. But only if someone those...
0: says that it's OK. Like, yeah, right. you know, I sent you right. my and whatever. And yeah, you could show people yeah, I don't care. My face isn't in it. To be That's excited a different thing.
1: And, and it's fine to be excited and enthusiastic about that. But at the same time. It's not your information. So ask permission. Because interestingly, some people might be like flattered and be like, yeah, like for sure. You have the sexy picture of me. You want to show your friends. Okay. Some, a lot of people might be like, no, I don't feel comfortable with that, but you might be surprised. And I think asking somebody also helps build trust, right? Yes. Knowing that you would come back and you would ask before you do that makes them go, hey, this person seems to give a shit. (laughs) about me and my rights and my boundaries. So that feels nice. Um, anyway, I could talk on that for a long time, but just cause it's on your phone, doesn't mean it's yours. Okay. There you go. Or your iPad so or good. any of your devices. I don't care what it is. Yep. Um, your <laughs> your your clock radio. I don't know how you'd it there, but um, okay. The other <laughs> thing that I would say is, this is just a simple trick. Keep your explicit or sexy photos in a separate file or space on your device. So you might have to do a little bit more work to find them, save them into a separate space. I will tell you why, if you got kids, or if you got somebody else that might quick scroll through your phone, right? Right, right. All of your pics of the state fair last year are not also with, Mixed,
0: intermixed with your sexy, racy photos.
1: Sexual photos, and Uh you may not want them to be seen. Also, Way less likely that you might not actually or accidentally send them to the wrong people
0: right? Oh, good one. Yes, this actually has happened to me personally um but it wasn't I, I didn't send the wrong picks, but somebody sent me wrong picks and I was like, um, oh, uh oh, this is not what I uh, this was just a friend of mine <laughs> and uh oh there I was like and then I got a message like, oh my god yes. i am so sorry and i of course instantly erased them all from that person you know and it was like don't even worry about it it happens you know but yeah it's better to be safe
1: right and if you put them in like sort of and you can do it on like a, a like i definitely know like on an iphone you can do like hide picture to separate file do you know what i mean yep. and i'm not saying that that's because you should feel ashamed of them or anything no, like that no like, no no but if If you want to be a little bit more safe and you want to make sure that like you have to be more thoughtful about sending a photo, putting a couple more steps into sending it means that you're just going to like literally from an attentional capacity, you're going to have to, it forces more attention and mindfulness about what you're doing. And I think that that's important because you don't want to accidentally send a topless pic to your boss. Yeah, that would
0: be awkward and coming to work and being like hey, yeah.
1: Yeah, and we're often multitasking on our phone and usually have lots of open windows at one time. So that's not, this isn't, I don't even know how many people I've talked to that have accidentally sent things to people they don't want to. And often it's fine, but you definitely don't want to do it in a way where it could get you in trouble with somebody and it was completely unintentional. And that stuff happens because I've had people that it's happened to. So um, it's important. Yeah. So the other thing, just before we finish today, right? Can we talk about some tips on making tips on having just a better sexting experience? Yes, please give me. Oh, please, yes, I'm gonna take notes. Um, Well, we've talked a little bit about being patient, right? So, as we said, don't go from weather to genitals, right? So good, but really starting to think about, and this is about shifting. We talk a lot in here about like shifting philosophies around things, right? But that remembering that waiting is a part of the eroticism, right? In texting, if you're going to be doing some sexting, like, full-on, like, we're, like, really engaging in a lot of verbal dialogue, not just pictures, right? Prepare to wait a while in between texts or pics. It might take somebody a little bit to formulate what they want to say or how they want to say it, which means that you might be hanging out for five, seven minutes.
0: (laughs) Waiting. Right? Yeah, but that's the anticipation that makes it fun.
1: Right. That's a fun part. Right. But if you're sitting there being like, Oh, I have to wait. Right. (laughs) Like, Then you'll probably feel annoyed. But if you treat it more of like, okay, well, this is the anticipation and the fun and you can be masturbating or you can be like touching yourself in other ways or fantasizing. Like there's, you don't have to always, um, rush, right, towards orgasm, right? Rushing towards orgasm in general, whether it's sexting or during sexual interactions, is a really great way to miss out awesome on some awesome sexual experiences, right?
0: Yeah, totally. It's, I would agree with that. I agree.
1: Right, it's, it's kind of like, you know, if you go to Paris and you're really excited about seeing the Eiffel Tower, you ignore everything around you until you get to the Eiffel Tower and you're like, okay, well, trip's done, right? <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: you- I did it. Done. Didn't need to see anything else. Right.
1: Being hyper focused on a goal, no matter what it is, is a really great way to just miss out on some other awesome stuff on the way to getting there. And so being like not just even being patient, but like letting that patience be a part of the experience in a positive way it can build eroticism to take breaks. Right. And even think about saying something like if you're in sort of a mode of, let's say you're like kind of building and saying very kind of overtly sexual things, like taking a break and saying something that's not sexual, right. Maybe something that's more sweet or appreciative, right. Like, Uh like, oh my gosh, I just love that you engage with me in this way. I think you're so amazing. Right. Or something, if it's an established partner or someone like something really sweet, you have no idea how much I love you. Right. Or whatever it might be because it can be a good way to surprise people. It adds a sense of humanity to it. And it can really just create a sense of like, oh, wow, like this person's really in this with me. And again, it doesn't need to be poetry. It could be, right? But just anything that like breaks it up a little bit and, you know, makes it a more varied experience. Perfect. Uh, The other tip, be present. Don't be doing other things on your phone. All right. Beyond just the piece around, like one of the reasons would be what I was talking about. Much easier to make a mistake.
0: Totally. A hundred percent.
1: If you are texting back and forth with like toggling back and forth between texting back and forth with your like mom and then having a sexting experience with somebody, you might accidentally send the wrong text <laughs> to the wrong person. All right? Hey mom,
0: here's my dong. I mean, I know you saw it a long time ago, but it's a hard one to talk your way out of. <laughs>
1: But the other thing is that it allows you to have a better sexual experience because you're in it like you're making it a sexual experience. You're mm-hmm. not just making it this like passive thing that you're doing. If you're like watching the news or reading, well, reading news articles and sexting at the same time, right? Like that might put a damper on.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, are you actually in this? Are you actually paying attention? Like, you know.
1: You're gonna have a much higher quality experience, and not only that, time of anticipation lets you formulate your next response or helps you be more creative, right? Versus just being like, "I'm gonna take a picture of my genitals," right? It might be like, right? It might be like, let me, let me take a picture that that's a little bit more suggestive in this way, or let me like, you know what I mean, like just being more creative. Excellent. Um, My other, and this is a personal bias (laughs) around just my big piece of advice is try use Complete sentences. Okay.
0: No, <laughs> so, I, I I love that you said that because it really is a thing. Like, just use complete sentences. I mean, try. It, it, just Try put in a little try. effort. Well, <laughs> like, if you're you trying,
1: if, if language is one of the key like sexual devices that you have here, you need to make an effort, right? Use descriptive language, not just like show tits, right? Yeah. Like, don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something that's a little bit more expressive, right? Or someone sends you a picture, be expressive and appreciative, right? Like, especially if you asked for it, right? Don't just say, oh, (laughs) right? Right. It's a really vulnerable thing for people to give this stuff. So like, have some enthusiasm, have some appreciation, even if it's a pick that maybe not, you were like, oh, I was expecting something different. Be, it's still, you are still able to be appreciative even if it's not something that's totally up your alley, right? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is making an effort around also if you're gonna send photos, don't take photos that are just genitals under fluorescent lighting, right? Like with like old ramen bags <laughs> like, like, like around you. Yeah,
0: like like you're <laughs> at the doctor's, you know. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be thoughtful about that. Like, okay, here's a picture of my genitals and behind me is an old futon that the dog ripped apart. Right. You know? like.
0: (laughs) Again, yeah, it goes back to a little bit of effort goes a long way, you know? It does. Yeah.
1: And then, as always, be honest, right? Be honest. Like, don't pretend that you came if you didn't, right? Like, don't pretend that you orgasmed if you didn't. And if someone was like, did you come? You can say, no, not yet. Or you can, and you know, if you don't think you're going to, you can say, no, but I like to build the anticipation, right? Like, you yeah. can find a fun, sexy way to say that you did not versus being like, no, I didn't. And you're a disappointment, right? Like, <laughs> I think, I I'm think sorry. I don't mean to
0: laugh, but it's like, no, I didn't. You're a disappointment. That's it.
1: Right. Goodbye, right? Like saying like, no, I didn't, but that's not, uh, but you know, I'm but I'm wanting to wait till the next time or till I see right. you in person. You can find sexy ways to do that. Yeah. Um. The other thing is, as always, be respectful, like we said, of what feels safe to others. Always, always,
0: always being,
1: pu- being pushy often just means that you get less of what you want in the long run. Right. When you're impatient and you're pushy, you're going to have a lot of like, maybe you'll get that pick. But they're not going to want to maybe talk to you again, yep. right? They're not going to want to keep engaging with you. you
0: the likelihood of a continual sexual experience with that partner is probably going to go down.
1: Right. So you may get something in the immediate, but that chasing, and we've talked about this in, a I think, one of our earliest episodes, right? Chasing immediacy often means you're going to get way less of what you want. Being patient, being respectful, giving people time to decide what they are and aren't comfortable with. These are things that allow for much greater sustainability and satisfaction for both parties. See? So be thoughtful about that. And also, and this is my final piece. Do what feels safe to you. As I always say, remember, you don't owe anybody shit.
0: There so it if, is.
1: <laughs> if you don't want to give somebody something or something doesn't feel comfortable to you, you don't owe anyone anything. And also, that's the beauty. When I talked about earlier the physical safety in sexting, if someone's being pushy, you're not at their house. Block that number. Yep. Goodbye. Bye.
0: <laughs> Bye.
1: You don't owe anybody anything if someone's not respecting you, your time, or the data that you're giving them. Yep. Um, and just trying to really um, empower yourself to, to walk away if something doesn't feel safe or right to you. As always, whether it's in person or in sexting.
0: There you have it, folks. The doc has given us the ins and the outs of sexting. And as we always say here, we want you to feel safe. You know, we want you to learn and grow. Um, And like the doc always says, you don't owe people shit, which I love what she says. (laughs) It's it's just like you're talking to the doc and she's explaining all these great things. And then it's like, you don't owe people shit. It's like, boom, there's the truthiness. The truthiness (laughs) getting slammed on you because it's true. You don't owe people shit. Thank you, Doc, for explaining sexting to our listeners. I took a lot of notes today. <laughs>
1: I'm and, glad, Jeremiah. <laughs> well, you know what?
0: I, we always say this is the University of Pleasure, okay? This is, you know, I, I'm learning just as much as our audience learns at times. Other times, I know everything. So there uh, you have it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much everyone for tuning into the university of pleasure my name is jeremiah james and i'm just a guy who likes talking about sex
1: and i'm dr tara chanson licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist
0: we'll be back next week with a new episode so please until then everyone stay safe stay healthy wear a mask social distance care for yourself and others and uh, we'll be talking to you all again soon have a good one This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Feldstein. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com.